Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. And Zoe, we've just hit episode three, which means we've had our first elimination. And it was sad. Yes, I was devastated. We'll obviously talk about it in depth a little bit later in the episode, but sad would be how I felt after this episode. Impressed. It's sad. Impressed is a good word because I was maybe a little bit skeptical leading into the episode about the theme of fairy tales, but I think there was a lot of creativity on display and a lot of different executions of the brief as well. Some people built just figures from fairy tales. Some people built little dioramas from fairy tales. There was a whole variety of different ways that people interpreted the brief. And so we got to see some really creative builds. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of different stories that people tapped into. There were some that I wouldn't have even thought of for fairy tales. So it was really great to see a big variety, except that two teams did the same fairy tale. But we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Question for you. What fairy tale would you have built? Is there a fairy tale? Am I thinking of DuckTales? Is there a fairy tale where someone has a big vault full of gold? Probably. (laughs) Do you have an answer? I thought Rapunzel was cool. That was my initial thought. But then obviously when the teams did that, then I thought of Aladdin. That would be really good, actually, Aladdin, especially if you could find some way of doing like a suspended carpet. And then I Mm -hmm. guess you could build part of the palace and some sort of magic going on from... Jafar. Oh, yeah, it would be incredibly difficult. (laughs) Let's start with Andrew and Damien. They did Jack and the Beanstalk. Tim and Danny also did Jack and the Beanstalk, but Andrew and Damien's was the vine and kind of the giant coming down with Jack at the bottom. Yeah, for sure. And they were looking a bit shaky for the first seven eighths of the episode (laughs) they were having trouble keeping the vine together and it was falling apart and they were having trouble keeping the giant on the vine and so i was a little bit worried because they had been a strong team so far but i shouldn't have worried they pulled through at the end with what i thought was a really really good build it was looked really cool had a big scale to it the vine looked amazing the giant looked really good as well yeah it was cool they were very adamant at the start that they were not doing a castle because they obviously did that last week for their explosion Uh, So it was very funny kind of seeing what else they were going to come up with. They didn't play their immunity brick or the Flash Geordie brick, which I thought was a bit risky. It's really interesting to see when they'll play those bricks and if they'll play them together. I feel like they might save the Geordie brick for when there's like a really long challenge where they don't Mm. want to get exhausted and there's no 20 30 hours of building and then maybe the immunity brick will just be for if there's a theme that they don't feel confident about but i guess they don't know the themes when they choose whether or not to play the brick and so it's going to be it's going to be a tough choice yeah exactly that's a good point about the flash geordie brick that's a great strategy that they should definitely use i hope that they hear this before that episode <laughs> oh. it's already filmed <laughs> and the other thing with andrew and damien is we got to see the first of many examples of brickman's absolute sass this episode which was 
boiling over at 110%. It was wild. So early on in the episode, they were discussing the idea of keeping the giant on the ground just to make sure the build was a bit more stable and didn't have as much risk of falling over. And Brickman says, and I tried to quote exactly, you would go from hero to zero if he's not at the top, which is brutal. What a roast <laughs> from Brickman. Brickman was really sassy this episode. Like like you said, he cranked it up. He was not having a bar of it. While we're talking about that, let's get on to Trent and Josh, who I'm going to say kind of got owned by Brickman at several points throughout this episode. Absolutely. At one point, they told him they were doing Cinderella and he goes, oh, I couldn't tell because all I see is the castle. (laughs) (laughs) Roasted. He was so funny with them. He literally said to them, stop building the castle. You need to focus on the key story elements. And Josh just turns around and was just like, no, we're going to keep building the castle. And you see Brickman off in the distance, like hyperventilating about these guys doing these five rotating dance floors instead of building Cinderella. It was really funny to watch. It seemed like the way it was edited, he directly said, don't do this. And they were like, nah, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And I was like, boys, don't don't be doing that. That's the bad decision to make. He said to them, this is what your problem's going to be. And he was right in the end. Props to them for you know backing themselves and having confidence. But at the end of the day, I would be listening to Brickman. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And we've seen it time and time again that if Brickman comes over and makes a suggestion and you don't follow that suggestion, he Brickman's never been wrong in the history of the series. I mean, I guess <laughs> he is the judge, so you know, he's going to agree with himself. But that's he's never been incorrect about a recommendation <laughs> that he's made. And so to not listen to that was a really risky move and it almost put them out of the competition. Mm. Let's move on to Jen and Jody. Their story was the ugly duckling. What did you think of this? When they said they were going to do the ugly duckling, I was very skeptical because I thought, how can you do an ugly duckling Lego build? But they, to be honest, killed it. Theirs looked so good. And I want to draw special attention to the mechanical waterfall. Mm-hmm. It was the first bit of mechanical stuff they'd done on the show. And I thought the waterfall ended up looking really, really good. Yeah, they really surprised me this week. They had the mechanical part. They had great technical skills. It looked a lot cleaner. The last two builds, there's kind of been a lot going on. It's been a bit messy, but this looked really good. I was also kind of skeptical about the ugly duckling. I was like, how are you going to do this? It it took me half the episode to realize it was a fairy tale. I was like, is this what even happens in this story? (laughs) But I thought they really pulled it off. I was very impressed by them. And I love the direction they went. They sort of built the back wall to make it really Mm -hmm. look like a diorama. So you had that sort of fixed sense of scale. The way they did the water, I thought was really cool. Sort of had loose bricks flowing everywhere. Very impressive build from them. Let's talk about Jay and Stani. They did... Rapunzel, which I was very looking forward to seeing. I thought that that was probably going to be a cool choice. I don't know if they fully pulled it off, though. We've already seen a ton of really, really cool stuff from Jay and Stani in just a couple of episodes. And so I did have high hopes for Rapunzel because it has such iconic imagery attached to it. Mm-hmm. But it it wasn't one of my favorites in the end. I, I liked what they did with the bananas on the hair. Like that was kind of a fun idea, yeah. which maybe worked, maybe it didn't. But If you cast your mind back to their first build, which was the tourist world on the island, and they had the rotating tower, I think one of the issues that we had with that was the tower was a bit plain. And I think it kind of happened again here where the tower was big, it was tall, but it was very one-dimensional. Not literally, it was in 3D, (laughs) but the, the aesthetic of it was quite thin. And I feel like that's maybe a weakness that started to show itself a little bit with them. Yeah, what I keep finding from them is that their strategy is kind of go big, 
a little bit boring. Like it's it's very big and impressive, but the actual the color and the design and the aesthetic of it is kind of plain. So I wonder if we're going to keep seeing that or if this episode they've kind of realized what they're doing and they're going to change that up. Let's talk about Tim and Danny. They also did Jack and the Beanstalk, but they chose to go for the scene where the giant is sleeping and Jack's sneaking in to steal the golden harp and the goose. I think that's what happens in the story. Yeah, I was a little bit confused by that scene as well because I guess I don't know Jack and the Beanstalk off by heart, so I don't know every (laughs) single beat of the story. Again, their build looked okay, but they still have yet to wow us, I think, with something. Mm. I feel like every team has had at least one or two builds that have been really mind-blowing so far. And these guys have been consistent, definitely, but we haven't seen anything yet that's really blown us out of the water. And I think this was another continuation of that. Yeah, definitely. Their giant was impressive, the way that they built him and his face looked very realistic. That was really cool. But yeah, like you said, I wasn't super impressed. And it it wasn't a, a big scene that I remember from the story. So I was a bit like, What's happening? Where am I in the story? And the choice to do the same scene was interesting. We obviously don't know the behind the scenes as to how the different teams select their scenes. So it could have just been that they had been building for a while already and before they realized there were the two teams are doing the same thing and it was too late to change, which is totally understandable. But it does seem risky to to directly compete with another team. And we also didn't see too much of their build as well. So it's sort of hard to judge. You know, there might have been a ton of little details that were hard to notice because it didn't get quite as much screen time as some of the other builds. So it's hard to judge fully. Yeah. Alrighty, let's jump to Annie and Runa. They chose the Little Mermaid. Um, What did you think of this? I love the idea of doing the Little Mermaid. I feel like it definitely played to their strengths so far. Like they built the turtle in the first episode, that's also water-themed. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did love Brickman's sass where he went up to them and they asked him what I thought was a really good question when they said, you know, how realistic should our scale be? Should the mermaid be one-to-one or should it be more of a focus? And he says, we're four hours in and we're having the scale conversation now. <laughs> but I I actually liked the build overall. Like they had a lot of trouble with the mermaid and it definitely wasn't what they wanted it to be in the end. Even though they had a bunch of technical issues at the end, I thought the idea was still really solid. And I really appreciated the fact that they asked Brickman for advice. He gave it sassily and they, they followed the advice. Like that's <laughs> something that seems to be a little bit uncommon with the team so far. I really liked their concept. I was really interested to see how they were going to pull it off. It did bug me that their mermaid had green hair when Ariel from The Little Mermaid is very obviously a redhead. That bugged me. Minor point. I'll let it go. I mean, to their credit, they picked a really hard fairy tale. So I think they were trying to challenge themselves and go for something a bit bigger and more difficult than what they've done. And I I can appreciate that. I also wonder, maybe it's only the Disney Little Mermaid that has red hair. Maybe it's one of those classic fairy tales that's been around for a few hundred years and it has different colors. And look, if anyone's going to know the answer to that, it's Annie. Like, she'd definitely know that. So true. I also really appreciated how calm and loving Annie is. Like, this mermaid was falling off, like, limb by limb. It was just crashing in Runa's hands. And Annie's just like, it's okay. It's all good. You're doing amazing. I was like, I need this kind of life support right now. Like, where are you to be my life coach? Like, the show is already quite a, I feel like, a wholesome show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Annie's just come in there and said, it's going to be 11 out of 10 wholesome now. Yeah. All right. On to our last team, Jackson and Alex with their Hansel and Gretel build. Jackson and Alex, the loose boys from Perth. <laughs> 
I really liked their build. I thought it was really impressive. They almost, like Brickman said, kind of did two builds. Like they had the outside and then they had this whole other story in the inside. I loved when Brickman was hearing their idea and immediately told them that it was going to take them 16 hours. I'm just, yes. He's so impressive. <laughs> I, I, I love that as well. How quickly he didn't just say that's going to mm-hmm. take too long. He specifically said, mm, sounds like a 16 hour build. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> like he'd done the mathematics in his head to be like, uh, you know, 200,000 bricks, blah, 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 divided by seven or whatever he did. I don't know. But. <laughs> They seem to pull it off. Yeah, I thought it was really impressive. I've kind of been impressed by them the whole well, the whole first two episodes, but this felt like a big step up for them. Yeah, absolutely. Their build was definitely my favorite out of all of them. Did you notice when Brickman first came over and started judging it at the end, he sort of said something along the lines of, he's like, oh, it looks really nice on the outside, but inside is a different story. And initially I thought he was saying he didn't like the inside of the house oh. and he was going to criticize that and i was like oh no jackson and alex what have you done (laughs) but then he clarified and he talked about the duality of the two different stories that were going on there and he started to point out all that sort of stuff from there you know they had the oven was on the outside a happy chimney on the inside like an industrial oven and yeah that that was really cool and just an application of detail that we hadn't seen in the show much before and i was really impressed yeah also the fireplace was animated that was really cool that was so cool that was such a nice touch i feel like it really drew your eye to that i was impressed and it makes you wonder how many other tiny details details are we not seeing out of the builds yeah definitely i wonder if they get taken apart not including the last episode where they blew them up but i wonder if they get taken apart or if they're keeping them somewhere and they can hopefully do a bit of a display one day of all the different builds but what if they use a brick that there's only like one of those bricks and then they want it in a later challenge to be fair there's like three million bricks (laughs) i know but what if they used all the bananas on that rapunzel (laughs) hair and then there's like a fruit challenge what are they gonna do the producers are behind the scenes frantically crossing out all the banana challenges they had planned (laughs) oh no we're out of bananas we thought four thousand would be enough but then rapunzel came along (laughs) you're listening to lego masters deconstructed so in the end jackson and alex won it uh i think that was really deserved i don't really question that did you have any thoughts yeah i absolutely agree with that choice i thought their build was far and away the most impressive we had a lot of good builds but the way that they built the house with all the different elements to it blew me away uh in terms of who was eliminated i don't know if i agree (laughs) i'm heartbroken i could not believe it so for those listening Annie and Runa went home after their Little Mermaid build. I was shocked. I Look, I know that they, they had some issues. Their scale, obviously. Their mermaid wasn't really how it was meant to be placed. But I don't really think they deserve to be kicked out. I absolutely agree. Not at all. And I know I've been in their corner since day one, so maybe there was some bias there. But even just on the strength of this episode, I thought they did okay. But if you also look back at how they've treated the rest of the builds, I feel like their builds in episodes one and two have been so strong. Yeah. And in this episode, they even listened to Brickman and did the best they could to take on his advice. They they did the best they could to learn. I feel like that's a more important skill than just fluking out a win. And so I was incredibly disappointed to see them go home. So, yeah. So it was obviously Annie Runa and Trent and Josh uh, were the two teams up for elimination. And my thing is, Brickman really reiterated throughout the whole episode, it's about the storytelling. I need to be able to see it and know exactly what's going on. And I kind of feel like you could tell what was going on with Annie and Runa's. Like, it was pretty clear that was a mermaid and they had the leg tower. And I mean, his main problem with Trent and Josh's was that he couldn't 
tell what the story was. Yeah, and he told them so many times to focus on the story and don't worry about the castle. And so many times they said, no, no, I think we're going to focus on the castle. Whereas Annie and Runa, they listened to what he said and, and they were doing the best they could. And I just I just feel like they were unfairly punished for a last minute, you know, no moment falling apart as opposed to the entire build. Yeah, definitely. I will say Brickman crying when he had to announce that they were the ones going home was very sweet. I was almost tearing up. Uh, it never it never gets easier seeing Brickman eliminate someone. You can tell that he hates doing it, which is heartwarming. Yeah, he genuinely cares, which is so nice. Um, I'm je- definitely disappointed to see Annie and Runa go home. And as you said before, they brought such a great energy to the show as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely sad to see them go. And Trent and Josh, oh, pull your socks up. You've got something to prove now. <laughs> And so we had a preview at next Sunday's episode. There were two different builds, it looks like. The first one was a really technical challenge where it sounds like they're just going to have to build up as high as possible, which is interesting. I think Jane Starney potentially could shine there. They have really strong technical skills so far. Yeah, I'm excited for that one because it's the closest to how I built Lego as a child. Just building straight up in the sky. Just building as high as I could. And they've already built up high multiple times this series already, so they're definitely primed for it. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can keep listening. We'll have episodes out for every episode of the show and maybe some bonus ones if we're lucky. And definitely send us your thoughts on Instagram if you agree with us. If you disagree with us, let us know what you think. Zoe, what's your Instagram? It's at Peck underscore. And mine's Parentes Swag King on Instagram. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.